and a welcome to the Under the Bus podcast. I am Clayton, as always, joined by Merge. Merge, how you doing? I'm I'm doing good. I haven't been on a podcast in a while, technically, because the other one that we recorded uh, it happened right before the rush trade, and it was a draft one, so it kind of went into the dumpster immediately I, after that. I was I was on the computer doing that pod and the pod with Nelson for like six hours. <laughs> And neither of them were getting used. That's just was, fantastic. Yeah. But hey. It's just fantastic uh, and a great waste of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, it'll be an interesting podcast, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the return of Big Swole, of, <laughs> of Raj, or Roger, as we like to call him sometimes. Or Clipper Roger. Clipper Roger. Oh, um, <laughs> at Unwritten Rules. Raj, how are you doing, man? It's good to see you again. I'm doing great. Happy to be back on the under under the bus pod. I'm here to talk basketball. I'm also here to clear my name. Um, I've heard a lot of uh, things in the beginning of pods on this one on Alan's major five stats. Um, I just want to say all these rumors are false. Um, all the everything you've heard is not true. Um, I was hacked on a, on a lot of those. So yeah, I'm just here to clear my name. My my account is a basketball account and a basketball account only. Um, during business hours, so uh, yeah, business hours. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. We we always got a good laugh, unfortunately, sometimes at your expense. But I'm glad <laughs> that you were able to come on and clear your name. So, oh my god. Um. <clears throat> all right. So as we kind of started out, the draft happened. We thought stuff was going to happen, and nothing happened because a trade happened and a trade that merge and raj are definitely a lot higher on than me because of course i'm the pessimistic one so the los angeles lakers got russell westbrook along with two second round picks i think it's 2024 and 2027 28 28 so far off second round picks um, for, the sixth grader that will be drafting that twenty twenty eighth pick. Yeah, right. <laughs> for Kuz, Trez, KCP, and the number twenty two overall pick. Um, I'm going to try and hold back as best as I can because <laughs> because of course I am just the hater and why am I even a Laker fan? Um, according to people, um, Raj. I want to I want to hear from you first because I think you're pro- I mean you're probably more measured of of merge and I especially myself. Yeah, when I look at this Russell Westbrook deal, I mean it's just a it's just a deal for star power, right? Like when you look at the other one Buddy Heald, like even in hindsight you look at Buddy Heald was never going to be the third star here, I guess. Um LeBron and AD wanted this as well. Russell Westbrook has flaws. Um, I, I don't want to compare him to Andre Drummond, but like his game is loud, right? Like when he has a when he has a bad game, it's very loud. Uh, you're you're gonna really notice it. I think he's gonna help as a ball handler in the regular season. Um, I think he's gonna help them push the pace. I think he's gonna get AD really good baskets. I don't like his decision making. I don't like his decision making in the playoffs. I think this is a regular season move. Like just like the Montrez deal last year, this is kind of that exaggerated to me. Um, this is a regular season push move that they're making on that could work in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen what Westbrook looks like in the playoffs for 
multiple years now. We know exactly just, what he does. There's going to be a bunch of – there's going to be some five for 20 games. And look now look, the LeBron and AD talent, like maybe could bridge that to where if he's having a bad game and those two aren't, um, that could work. There's things you can do with Russ off the ball, make him a screener. I would kind of make him the center in most lineups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's my initial thought here is that this is a regular season help move that, you know, they're going to try to see if it works in the playoffs. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of how I see it. That's my initial take after watching a little bit of Westbrook in Washington and his Houston days for now. Merch? Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same sort of mindset as Raj, but I do think it kind of – it does a little more. I, I mean, you, like Raj said, it, it is a regular season move, and I think ultimately the, the thing that is most important for this Lakers team is the health of LeBron James. Uh, if LeBron James is – if LeBron doesn't hurt his ankle, the Lakers probably win the championship, or at the very least they're – Maybe in the finals, and maybe maybe they lose the Bucks at that point. But if LeBron, if Solomon Hill doesn't go under LeBron, uh, then you know we're probably talking about a different offseason. Uh, but I, I think LeBron has said for a couple of years now that he wants <laughs> to be off ball more, uh, and getting Russ is the ultimate uh, <laughs> wanting to be off ball more since he does have a very very high usage. Uh, I'm sure that would go down a little bit because I mean he. I don't know what his usage was in his Thunder days. I, I haven't really looked at it when he was with uh, KD and Harden, but I would think that it won't be as high as it was when he was by himself in OKC, when he was in Houston, when he was in Washington. Uh, uh, and it, it just kind of lets LeBron uh, chill a little bit in the regular season. Not that he won't play games, but he'll, uh, he'll, he won't be going full 100% for most of the season, uh, assuming health. Um, Another thing that I first that, that came to my mind is uh, how awful those LeBron LeBronless lineups always were when LeBron went out, out of the game. I think having Russ helps it because they had no one who could play make at all. I love Caruso. That's not his role. THG's too young. He's not going to be be doing that. You're not going to ask uh, even Dennis Schroeder, who he's an average to a slightly above average playmaker for himself and others. Uh, Russ is, for uh, whatever you want to say about him, he is an elite playmaker. He's a guy that very consistently averages nine plus assists. Uh, and you know, having those those two guys in LeBron and AD, who are sorry, LeBron and Russ as who are two of the three assist guys probably in the league, uh, is you know, not a lot of teams ever really have that amount of passing talent. So, uh, I'll add to the fact with I think it, it, it'll help out a lot with AD and. Know, pushing in transition, which is what the Lakers are best at uh, offensively, especially if they're not really going to tinker with the offense uh, without, without any addition of, of a guy or anything. Um, transition is always their best offense. The Lakers did it a lot in 2019. They didn't – or in 2020, they did not do it a lot in 2021. Uh, you could tell night and day in the, the style of the team. Also, and this isn't really on the court, but I think Russ kind of brings like, a, like an attitude to, to the team, oh, yeah. uh, a bit of a, a – edge that we didn't have last year and that we had the year before um you know some some, some of that's important the team didn't feel very cohesive and together last year i think russ will help that for all the things that people say about russ he is an incredible teammate everywhere you go he is he has been said as one of the best teammates that a lot of them have ever had so i think that helps a lot in the locker room helps a lot in terms of like leadership and even a guy like tht if if he does come back what a what a mentor to have you know what i mean mm-hmm. even outside of lebron i think russ is 
closer in play style than to THG than THG is to LeBron. So I I, I think that that's the positives. Obviously, the spacing is going to be janky, uh, assuming they don't just add a bunch of shooters uh, in the offseason. Uh, but, you know, spacing from shooting, there's other ways to utilize spacing, uh, especially if AD is at the five, uh, which we can talk about later. Uh, it could help them. Uh, but spacing will be a little weird. Uh, effort defensively for Russ. Uh, not, maybe not effort, but, like, IQ defensively for Russ. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how Vol uses him in his defensive schemes to see how it, how it's really – how he's really going to try to, I don't know if he'll try to hide him. Cause I think Russ, when he wants to, he could be a good defender, but, but he is dumb sometimes on that end, on, on that end for lack of a better term. So that's kind of my whole spiel on that. I, I think ultimately it's positive for the Lakers. He is better than Dennis Schroeder in my opinion. So I think that's a plus. Uh, so next is just building on these three and making sure you put the best pieces around the, these three to, to maximize their, their abilities. Um, there's a lot there. Um, I, I will go a, a couple positives first. Um, transition is definitely big. Um, the the year, you know, 2019, 2020, the year that the Lakers won, um, they did push in transition a ton. This year, I they're bottom, bottom third, bottom yeah, third in the league. In I, don't, I don't know if it was because of LeBron and AD being out a lot. Lack of Rondo, too. Lack of Rondo. Lack yeah. of Rondo, too. Um, even though I will still say addition by subtraction on that one. No, I know, um, but he pushes, he pushes the ball a lot. No, for sure. I mean. For sure. No, I agree. Um, Russ will push it. Um, but – there are also going to be times where you were like, are you going to get an eight second violation? Um, quite a bit. The attitude I think is very important. Um, I, I've said in chats, I don't, I don't remember if I said it on our, in our season review. I know I said it in the two pods that aren't going to be published now, sadly. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Lakers would be up 3-0 if they had someone that would tell LeBron and AD to get their ass in gear in game one of that Phoenix game. They would have been up 3-0, 100%. They were up six, and I think they ended up losing by eight with like six minutes left. They were up, and then like they were up, and then it looked like they just gave up. That's, that is one thing I am going to give Russ. 100% he is an asshole in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a lot of negatives to Russ. And I, I find it funny that I see a lot of people that were like, nah, he doesn't make any sense. Like a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. And, and then all of a sudden, like, no, this is a good move. This is a good move. And I'm not, I'm not trying to call anyone out. It's just something that, that I don't understand. I don't understand how just because he is now in your your favorite team's uniform that all of a sudden this is a, a, a solid move. Um, a couple, a couple things I wrote stuff down cause I don't want to just ramble and just seem and go off on a complete and utter tangent. Um, defense first off, he sucks on defense. 
Russ hasn't been good on defense in over five years. I don't care what your analytics say. He is lazy a lot um, on defense. He he will leave his man to try and go get an early rebound. He and, a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. And and his rebounding is actually going to be a positive for the Lakers. He is a good rebounder, and that is something that the Lakers honestly needed Drummond for, which mm-hmm. he kind of even he helped some, but not a ton. Um, that's going. That is important, but the, it, it, at times it is at the detriment of defense. So. I one of my favorite quotes of John Wooden, and I'm gonna butcher it, is essentially good defense isn't just isn't just or like moving around a lot isn't good defense. Russ moves around a lot. It doesn't mean he's actually giving you good defense. He's not Caruso. He's a lot af- more athletic than Caruso. And he is a lot longer than Caruso. I mean, he's six four like it a seven foot wingspan like he he has he has the measurables to be good he just isn't good on defense i know some people say like well look at the advanced stats you're you're not paying attention you're not paying attention um playmaking he is a good playmaker but a lot of times he becomes rondo and where he assists hunts i mean we we have been calling russ a stat pattern since his the first season that he started averaging a triple double i mean we're gonna just ignore that now just because he's in purple and gold and because kobe liked him i mean he's a stat patter sometimes to his benefit sometimes to, to the team's detriment um screener i uh i don't remember was it i don't remember which one of you guys brought it up um oh, rest of the five? Oh, yeah yeah, Russ, Russ is up. yeah, Russ. Yeah, you said that he could play the center and could be a screener. Uh, Zach Lowe talked about that on the low post. He's talked about doing stuff like that, and you know, yeah, pe- people have brought up like, oh, look, Schroeder was able to to screen for AD and LeBron, and it it can do it. Russ doesn't do that. Russ talks that he's going to do that, and he has he, to, but he, but, he, but he doesn't. That's the thing; he doesn't. And everyone's like, you gotta, you gotta take in context and scheme. <laughs> another, another thing that Zach Lowe talked about was is that the Rockets didn't necessarily really want to go a true like micro ball like they did, but they we did it and they were successful at it for, you know, until of course they ran up against the Lakers. Yeah, but they they did kind of want a big. But they couldn't really do that because they couldn't clog the paint for Russ. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really screen. You can play him as a center, but then you, but then that requires Le- LeBron and AD to be more on the perimeter, which is fine, you know. But LeBron needs to attack. AD needs to attack. And I worry then that this will be like AD just posts up a lot more, which that's not what anyone wants. We want AD on the move, and I think we'll see that. You know, before we even started, Merge was talking about how Russ in specifically last year, Washington, was able to use Daniel Gafford, who is an a, a, also an elite athlete, not AD by any means, but he was able to, you know, throw him laws and Russ will get that. But you're also going to have a very clogged paint 
with AD, LeBron, and Russ. Like, out of those three, LeBron is your best shooter. And LeBron has become a pretty good shooter, but, like, you still want him attacking the rim a lot, you know? So, like, if you – like, Russ can't shoot. <laughs> like, he can't. Yeah. He He's not a shooter. And and just, just to kind of, like, go over a couple things – Last year, he shot 44% from the field, which isn't absolutely terrible. It's not the worst for Russ. Um, he shot 31%, 31.5% from three. So that's that's not fantastic. He, he put up 19 shots a game, 4.1 from three. He actually was a 65% free throw shooter. So that's one of the worst marks that he's had in his career, but you can look at his career. His free throw shooting is going down. Um, I just, I, I don't know. And then also listening to Zach Lowe attacking the basket was way down and you can go on basketball reference and look at that percentage of field goal by distance. Less than 20% was at the rim last year for us. Like that's by far the lowest in his career he took less at the rim more in the mid-range and let me and a little bit more from distance but just because you're taking more shots from three doesn't necessarily mean you're a good shooter i mean russ is a 30.5 percent three-point shooter for his career um so i i'm definitely concerned like that and as as you as you guys said um it doesn't like for the regular season this makes a lot of sense you know it'll take it'll take a lot of weight off of lebron um but in the playoffs like he's he's not good all of his shooting numbers go down i mean he he has had no let me i'm sorry he has had since 2016 he has had two playoff series where he shot above 40 percent from the field and that was last year with houston he has the last three years in the playoffs shot 16.7 percent 26 percent and 25 percent from three and as i said his free throw percentage is going down the la- especially the last two years where he's been typically about an 82 percent last year he was about 50 and 54 percent in the two playoff rounds that they played and then this year he was 79 so that's not that's not terrible that's good um but every everything goes down in the playoffs for us which i mean when and it's not like you can just bench russell westbrook he's being paid for he's being paid 44 million dollars he is a nine-time all-star he is a league mvp you're not benching Russell Westbrook. Like as, as Rush said, we're going to see plenty of five and 20 games. Mm-hmm. So this, this will come down to what else can the Lakers do? Mm-hmm. The Lakers absolutely have to keep THT. They absolutely have to keep Caruso. In my opinion, there's, there's no penny pinching. You cannot, just let either of those guys. We'll walk see if Jeannie team. backs up her uh, her talk she had on first take a few months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, paying the, the luxury tax. She has she has multiple multi billionaires as minority owners. 
if if they can't help pay, then she never should have sold shares or whatever or agreed to that. You know what I'm saying? So um yeah. Raj, I know I keep seeing that you want to talk, and I know I brought I know I brought no, it down. I know I brought everything down, but this <laughs> is just like I I totally understand there are positives to Russ. You know, they're gonna be up and down. They're they're they might be fun. I, I think it's going to be really rough the first month or two. But so. um maybe things start looking up, but then playoffs, I mean it's just he's he's not well, good in the playoffs. Well, I mean, any playoffs, it's gonna come down even with or without Russ, it's gonna come down to the other two guys. Oh yeah. If if LeBron yeah. and A D play how we think they can play, they can still they can still <sighs> take this to a championship. And, and this and is if Russ plays bad or if he plays well. I, I totally agree with that. But this isn't like a guy who's shooting the ball six to eight times a game. He's going to be taking 17 to 20 shots in the playoffs. It's not going to be like, hey, stop shooting. It's like LeBron is going to keep telling him to shoot because that's what LeBron does. He's an encourager. You know, so like it's yeah. not he's not going to just be like, Russ, what are you doing? Stop shooting the ball. Like that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. I think everything you said is correct. Like, I was one of those people that was against this deal vehemently. I did not want Russell Westbrook on my team. And if I had it my way, I would probably still take the Buddy Heald package if all things were equal. Um, but, like, what I did find is, I guess, what the Lakers are betting on, right? Because, like, my opinion is who cares. But, like, what are what the Lakers saw is they'll have three physical freaks in their starting lineup, right? I guess this is a positive for it. Three guys who are the top two, two to three. Two, sorry, to quote – um you know at laker film room the the bigger faster stronger and that's very true exactly and, that, yeah, and that's how the lakers won the first championship they're just bigger faster and stronger than everyone right and Too, russ is so. a guy that like people post the highlights against the lakers he crushed us because he's a guy that punishes you know skinny guards like our guards are really good defensively but he's a guy that goes through guards and um he's really good at that i guess one thing that i didn't like here mention i think this really helped the non-lebron minutes like him and ad lineups with uh russ and AD at the five, I think that can really help. But again, all the things you said are true. This is a bet on the culture too, right? Like this is a bet on Vogel. This is a bet on getting Russ. I know you don't get Russell Westbrook to change Russell Westbrook. Like that's not why you trade for him. Yeah. Like, you're absolutely right. He's going to yeah. be Russell Westbrook. There's going to be yeah. five for 20 games. Let all Russ that. be Russ. And I mean, we've been, we've been saying it for a decade now. And he's going to be. Like James Harden wasn't going to trade uh, change him. Bradley Beal wasn't going to change him. Um, He's going to be who he is this whole time. And you're going to hope that those positives kind of outweigh the negatives. I think the rebounding is legit. I think when him and LeBron or LeBron get the ball, they can really push it. And again, his decision-making, that's my biggest worry here. He's a really bad decision-maker in pivotal moments of games. When you're yeah. in the playoffs, LeBron's going to control those minutes for most of the time. What Russ is doing is probably the most important thing. Um, but I still think like what matters merge, I think you talked about it. AD has to be himself this season. Like, that's yes. the biggest, like, no matter what happens with Russ, what happens, I think LeBron's going to be himself. Whoever the other guys get, Clay, I think you're right. Like, they have to get the roster out. But let's be real here. This is going to be Russ, LeBron, and AD on the floor for a lot mm -hmm. of minutes in the playoffs. That's your core. Mm -hmm. You can fit around. You can get, I, I think they need at least one elite shooter. But that's your core here that's going to play. Like, those guys aren't getting benched. That's what you're going to run with. So, to me, it's more important that AD is AD. AD's, be, AD's the dominant defensive force that he can be. And then Russ can work with that. If AD's not himself, then none of this matters anyway to me. Like, that's 
That's yeah. the most important yeah. thing. So I think the negatives are true. I think this is a bet on the culture. This is a bet on Vogel. This is a bet on Russ finally realizing maybe the light shine. Like, hey, maybe I don't need to take this, you know, pull up three because they're going so under the screen every single time. Maybe I don't need to, you know, walk into the 17-footer after I missed the last five. Like, maybe those kind of things open up. And those are marginal things that really have big impacts to me. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I see this. But you're not wrong, Clay. None of this is – this isn't an easy fit. This is not Dwayne Wade either. Russ is not Dwayne Wade in Miami. LeBron's not 26 either. I, used to, I see the way I see Kendrick Perkins going on and say he's Dwayne Wade part two. No. LeBron is not 26, and this is not Dwayne Wade in Miami. So this is yeah. a totally different team. Yeah, this is like so, you said. This isn't 26 year old LeBron James. This is right. 37, 38 year old LeBron James, who is still an athletic freak. He is in the 99.9999 percent of athletes on the planet still. So is AD, right? But, like, yeah. But go look at those those LeBron, the Heatles teams. LeBron was, I, I saw I saw someone say I can't remember on Twitter. It looked like he was in fast forward compared to everyone else. <laughs> he like we talk about bigger, faster, stronger. Now it was it was one of the most athletic like things ever. Like, and the NBA is known for freak athletes, obviously, but it, it, he was just a, a, a step above. I mean, catching and jumping over guys and like, like just one of, one of on, on that tweet and I, man, it's going to, I'm sorry, whoever, whoever it is, he caught, like, he jumped over a guy and, and caught an alley oop and like, and, and, oh, yeah. and dunked it behind him. And just like, you're like behind the backboard and you jumped over him and like, it's just, insane of what he was lebron's not that guy anymore and it and not that like lebron can't have those moments you know but it's just like he's also not 2010 lebron where he should have been mvp and the defensive player of the year and you know all of all of this other stuff it he it's it's different he's different and He's smarter now, but he he has taken a bit of a step back, and that step back is, you know, even like we're before we were podcasting with Russ, he's still like the top three, five, ten percent of point guards athletically, but he he still has this mentality of when he was twenty six, and was able to go down the floor in four seconds and dunk it before you know, the buzzer went off. He's, he, he's not quite that guy anymore. So really what needs to happen is that AD needs to be that heat LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. And LeBron needs to be that Dwayne Wade. And then Russ can be the Chris Bosch or whatever, you know, using yeah. this heatles, this heatles comparison. It needs to be that AD needs to be the best player on the team next year. Period. My, my, my hope is, is, is Russ has, has been a pick and roll guy for a long time. I mean, he's had some really good bigs around him. I I hope that he finally gets the Lakers to realize we should run some pick and roll. Yeah, and, and a lot of the stuff that I think could be positive with Russ is stuff that isn't even Russ himself is doing. Is that maybe this pushes other people to go to other spots. It forces them to run other things more. It forces them to run more. I think so. Overall, it helps the other guys. Uh, more than it helps, you know, with Russ himself and his impact as an individual player. And I think that's what we're all hoping for in terms of, like, that's what the best case scenario is for this this matchup. So I really 
just think that it needs to be it, it needs to be like that for them to actually win a championship. So yeah, you brought up his playmaking. Like he's a really good shot creator. Like he's he really understands like floor balance and like where where to find guys who's in the corner. He's mm-hmm. one of the best lob passers to me in the league. Like totally I agree. He's a bit, I totally. I don't agree. watch. I don't watch much of the Thunder, but like to me, he's a big part of why Stephen Adams is getting the contracts that he does. Um, mm-hmm. Rusty used to yep. find him on lobs, and Stephen Adams isn't even the lob thread that like you know the. That AD is. Even like Daniel Gafford is, you know. Even, yeah. even Daniel Gafford, yeah. So like he's a really great lob passer. He's a he's a really good passer when he gets to the lane and kind of dumps it off as well. Um, so I love that next to kind of LeBron, a guy who can attack. Puts pressure on the rim. The, the Lakers are going to try to put like a, a whole bunch of pressure on the rim and just bet on you getting you breaking down from that, right? I think um, Pete talks about it, that a lot in the LFR pod. Like this this breaking point. I think I think they're betting on that. They're doubling down on it. They tried the like, yeah, let's uh, let's fill the roster out with you know ten to fifteen million dollars, dudes. And they, obviously, LeBron and AD. This is what they wanted. They wanted their friend, and they think he can work. Um, but, like when I watch those Houston games, like basically Houston went with Covington at the five, right? So, like, do you think the Lakers – P.J. Tucker. uh, P.J. Tucker, Tucker. yeah. Right, P.J. Tucker. So, like, I guess – can the Lakers be, like, a souped-up version of that where, like, I guess A.D. is in the Tucker role? You know what I mean? Like, just in terms of a spacing kind of – My problem problem with that is is that you don't have the shooters. I I think it would be easier to have someone like like Rudy Gay. If they got, like, a Rudy Gay, I think Rudy Gay could be that sort of P.J. Tucker-ish. Put him in the okay, corner to yeah, shoot three sort yeah. of guy. Yeah, we can okay. talk free agents in a little bit. But my my concern is, is like, there's four guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it's Mark. Who, I've technically with McKinney, but, you know, it's McKinney. Yeah, McKinney. <laughs> um, Mark, McKinney, LeBron, AD, and Russ. We have no idea what the rest of this is going to be. Is it going to be... The Magic Lakers of two years ago, where it was a ton of playmaking and no shooting, no, or I, or I, or is it going to be where I, I don't know? I I just I'm not saying it's going to be that, you know. Like it's just and and I I understand where you're where you were going with that, you know. AD essentially being, I mean, AD is the ultimate trump card at at the five, you mm-hmm. know. LeBron essentially at the four, them playing up, them actually following through and playing up and not just talking about it. It changes a lot. It changes, it a lot. changes it. It does. It changes it. Changes it. I mean, Caruso shot almost 40% from three, I think, last year. And even mm-hmm. if it's on three or four attempts, if he continues to do that, guys are teams are going to have to honor that. You know, like there there are some shooters out there. Some of them I wouldn't necessarily pay a ton of money. And I mean, honestly, because you that was one thing I, I didn't talk about with those three, that big three, you're already at like 130 million with three guys. It's gonna guys. be an expensive team. It's gonna be an expensive team. Yeah. That's just what it is. Has yeah. To be. I yeah. and that's that's where I think like Genie and the multi multi billionaires are going to need to step up because like you're not I you're not everyone is like oh get some ring chasers the reason why those ring chasers are available for a million dollars is because they're old and not very good anymore generally now there's a couple here and there that can you know provide provide some good stuff like if Rudy Gay were to come on a minimum that is I mean even on the veteran minimum like that is great value 
Mm -hmm. I don't know if Rudy Gay is going to do that, though. I really don't. I know it keeps getting talked about, but that dude has always gone after the money, and rightfully so. Yeah, he, he's been a very under, underrated player his whole career. He's always been really good, but he, he he's never been on, like, a good team. Like, yeah. like a legitimately good team. Yeah. Like I think once he left the Grizzlies, they, that was when they started getting good. Yeah. Like so, you're you're gonna like I said, you're gonna have to pay THT, you're gonna have to pay Caruso, you're going to need to use that taxpayer mid-level exception. But I think you also have to use it that in a in a smart way. I know a yeah. lot of Lakers fans keep going like DeRozan there, and DeRozan would be ridiculous value on the taxpayer mid-level exception. I will not deny that. And everyone knows I cannot stand watching DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> that is insane value, but yeah. that dude does not shoot at all from three, and it would just be essentially a lesser Russ. It, it, it's kind of like a, the philosophy of like that, that, versus, that versus the star power. Yeah, yeah, and that would that right there, if, if they get DeRozan on the taxpayer middle of exception, that is when I am very worried that it just becomes the just a very souped up version of all playmaking and no spacing. Yeah, yeah. and I think with the Lakers, when you look at their when you compare the two rosters from this this last year and the year before that, this year had a lot more talent. The year before that had a lot better fits. Uh, I don't like maybe it's just a coincidence that that first team won a championship and the second one didn't. Obviously, the second one had a lot worse luck with injuries and all that stuff. But I think just just from like watching them, even when they're at full strength, you can just sort of tell the difference between the two teams, especially when you have even as much as we would bag on Rondo, I think he brought a lot to that team in that in that in the, the championship here. Guys like Dwight Howard were huge for the culture and for those bench units. Uh even like JaVale, like like those guys, they for, made a lot some, of sense. For this to work, I re like I would love to bring Dwight back. Mm -hmm. But I, I honestly don't know, like, other than him off the bench, how that's going to really work. Like, like we said, and, and Mark's coming back too. From everything we've heard, yeah. Mark is, is returning. Yeah. He's not. He's not retiring. Yeah, AD at the five is going to have to be a thing for this to work. I mean, it's just I don't know how else, how else it. You can't. You can't have like Dwight starting. Say no. say he comes back. You can't have a lineup of Russ and some people will and then question mark LeBron AD and then Dwight or some people have been saying Drummond. That's not happening. I know that, that's not everything. Not I think we've all heard. It yeah. doesn't sound like anything that Drummond even close possible for a return. Yeah. Um. So I'll believe the AD at the five when it happens. Yeah, though. I, same. Because he he's been very adamant about not playing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I like my I feel like Mark's gonna start at center, and I'm fine with that. I I like that. Um, it allows allows AD to be the five on offense and be the four on defense because that's really what AD doesn't want to do, right? AD yeah. doesn't want to be the five on defense. On yeah. offense, it doesn't matter for him. Like it, it it's not really a physical toll, but the defense is where he really wants to um not being down low and all that stuff. And that's where I think Mark really toes that line nicely. So, but yeah, like people are saying like, you know, LeBron and AD are going to play four or five full time. I'll believe it when I see it. I just, I don't think that's happening. They've been, 
they've been pretty clear on their stance on that. They'll play it when it matters, but I don't think in the regular season on a Tuesday against Charlotte, they're starting at center. Like I just, I don't see it. It's not, it's not happening to me. It's for it, it, he need like for me, AD needs to play fifty percent of his minutes minimum at the five. So you can have like fifteen minutes. So if you have a third big with uh, yeah. Mark and him, you play fifteen minutes of Dwight. You play fifteen minutes of Mark, and you play eighteen minutes of uh, of AD at the five, and then he plays the four next to, to AD or to Dwight sometimes, but before next to Mark sometimes, but he, for the majority of his minutes or half his minutes, he needs to be at the five. Either, either that, or they have to get an elite big floor spacer. I mean, if you can get, if you can get like Kelly, Kelly Olenek Olenek. on the, on the mid level somehow, then yeah, sure. Go ahead. But he's probably going to get a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. I've seen same well, with the guy like, like Daniel Tice who can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord, I think Markkinen just got like a qualifying. He yeah. would have been, yeah, uh, he, he, he would have been a he would have been a good one, but that's not happening. Kevin Love might be the guy if he gets bought out. I mean, it might be Kevin Love. That would be, that would even, be even though he's not, even though he's not a five, but it might be. Pro- Kevin. Yeah, the problem is, is he's just never healthy anymore either. No. So, all right. I I I I I'm sorry if I brought everyone down. I just my I think that just the current <laughs> concerns just outweigh we, we especially, see especially, the team especially yeah especially for now I think it it just out, like it just is bonkers to me but mm-hmm. um so then I guess I guess it really then does come to what is next you know like like I already said you know THT and Caruso have to come back I think probably Wes Matthews needs to come back Markeith Morris probably needs to come back i think i think if you get rudy gay and probably Mello, we'll talk about them i don't see keith coming back if you get yeah rudy and i'm and i'm fine with that i mean rudy gay on the taxpayer mid level is good value in my opinion um he can he can space the floor he's he's a four now he's not a three like he was <laughs> he, because of injuries he has lost some athleticism but he's he's a good shooter um He's I would, a pretty. Oh, he's an okay athlete. He's gonna attack the rim some. Oh yeah, bit. no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying like he's he's completely hobbled. I'm just saying like right. he's not like, the super Me- Yeah, in Memphis, Memphis Rudy Gay was something else to watch. Yeah. Um. That's that was my point. That was my point. Right, um. Right. Um. Mellow would be an interesting one. I've been it'll, against. It'll be the shooting. It'll be the shooting. I have me. been I against Mellow for years. I love. Yeah, I love Mellow. I really do. I just don't love Mello on my team. <laughs> um, I, I think it's ha- I think it happens this year though. I really I, I do. do too. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if he can shoot some, and but the the thing is, is Mello is, is thinks he's hoodie Mello all the time, and he still takes too many shots, even up in Portland. Yeah, yeah. I don't like so, I don't like that at all. Talking to the Portland guys, they really don't like Mello. Mm-hmm. Um, he hijacks the offense. Nothing against Carmelo. He, Carmelo freaking Anthony, but I mean, you know, hijacks the offense, doesn't rotate on defense, plays pretty much only post defense, any kind of ball yeah. screen action, he's really bad. So yeah, yeah. I'm against I mean, that one too. Yeah, he's I mean, getting mellow and gay wouldn't make a lot of sense. There's gay is the better version of mellow at this point, you know, and because gay will play yeah. gay will gay will play some defense. He's not he's not a great defender, but he he will play defense while Mello, like you said, Raj, he can play. He can play defense in the post. I don't think he's actually a terrible post defender. No. Um, 
But, I mean, that's just really – how often is he going to defend people in the post? He still shot 11 shots per game last year. And, and uh, only about 4.7 uh, of them were threes. Uh, I mean – and he shot 39%, you said, from three? I he mean, shot like 41 this year, he shot 38 and a half the year before. I mean, if he just, if, if they he just shot say, like six threes a game, if you cut like, you cut those shots down and it makes like, make them all threes, and that, like, that's super valuable because he's a, he's a really good shooter when he's yeah. just shooting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree, but I just don't think he's going to hover in the corner or hover slightly above the break, you know? Melo is honestly one of my favorite players. When Melo went, went to new york my god he was so fun to watch and mm -hmm. like when he was a free agent i was all on like oh, man, uh, from, from new york i was all on that i loved i loved mellow but now i i just don't, especially like if you get gay and whatnot i i think i would rather have more keith than mellow i would too because you can play keith at the five yeah too yeah yeah. And you might be able to do a little bit of game at the five, but that's, I think Keith is a little more used to the five there. So, yeah, but yeah I, I would definitely prefer him. Or even there's a, there's probably a couple other guys that you could look at too who would be good fits as well. Like Paul Millsap could be someone you could look at. I know he wasn't great last year, but he's still an yeah. okay defender. He's, he's taken a pretty drastic step back in my opinion. No, um, I know, but as a backup four or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, no, no, for yeah. sure. For sure. I, I mean – Backup, I mean, you would essentially just play him as a backup five, I think. Um, I, I mean, I want to hate Paul Millsap. I, I think then it just kind of gets to like backup ones, twos, and threes because well, most of the guys need a starting two as well. Yeah, well, here's, I mean, my, here's my here's my question to you guys because you guys are pretty adamant. Like, I, you guys were on the THT train before it hit the track, so like credit credit to you guys. <laughs> we were that. building the railroad. Yeah, were, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I like, was melting the steel for the tracks. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I got on after it was on like its second mile and already. But like my question <laughs> is like what what role is he then next year? Because he's no longer just this like, you know, um value contract deal because he's gonna make at what, like five to ten million dollars per year now. Probably uh, probably 10 yeah, yeah so my question is like what his what is his role next year backup guard is he like a wing is he like does he have the will he have the shooting to play that kind of off off the ball with them i, I like, think he's like he the third he's secondary playmaker off the bench like a sixth seventh man if they get they retain caruso it's like both of those guys are, are the, the main two parts of the bench the bench guys and they play the most minutes off the bench uh well Maybe there's, there's someone else they, they might get and they may play more minutes, but I sort of see THT. He's like a year away from being like a legit starter. I think I think if he takes that step that we're both assuming he can take, uh, he could be that. Maybe middle of the season, you could see him starting at the two, but he has to take a jump as a, a three-point shooter for that to work because you can't play him in rust together if he's not shooting the ball well, yeah, well at I, all. I, I hope that Phil Handy is. I mean, and he's already working with Phil Handy. Yeah. So I, I, really, and J. Cole. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really, I really do hope that that the, the shot developing is really what needs him to be the a starter. Um, obviously, the defense is important, um, but I, I think, I think it was just him, him needing a full off season with Frank Vogel. 
that's that's what I think it really comes down to for his defense. I don't I don't I think he you know started a ball watch you know quite a bit and everything. I I think I think just a full off season with Frank Vogel teaching him defense would get the defense there. I really do. Um, so it's just really that that three point shot. Um, if if he can shoot 37, 38 percent from three, that's your starting two. That's your starting two. Um, yeah. or, or could be your starting two. Um, they might just honestly prefer like some ridiculous elite shooter there um, or a guy they're going to take a risk on, say a Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. Um, because Monk, the first three years of his career was garbage. Yes. La- last year, he shot, I think, six a game and he shot 40% from three. So, like, Maybe he's finally coming out, and he has a little bit of off the dribble, off a tiny bit, like not a ton. And you, you don't want him to do that a lot, but I mean, he he had it up Kentucky. He he just yeah, I don't forty forty percent on five attempts a game. It was that cocaine that, <laughs> yeah. that held him back. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, I <sighs> there there's 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 it's just going to be really interesting, like I said, because. You're gonna you're gonna need you you have to have some like just outright ridiculous shooters. I yeah, Ben, ben Mclemore Mclemore yeah. needs to come back. Um, I mean, like we said, Caruso, Tht, Wes, um, West. I think Joel Ayai will play a, a bigger part than some people are thinking. Um, I honestly would just cancel the two way and just give him a roster spot. That dude was a good off move, like a good shooter off movement and everything off ball. Like that dude is yeah. Just get, give him the roster spot to be quite honest. Um, and then use the other two way on their exhibit 10 guy, Shondi Brown. Brown, I think, I I think I said that right. Um, um, yeah, I, I think also something that, we haven't really mentioned it'll it'll come down to is what happens with Dennis Schroeder. Now Schroeder's not coming back. No. That's that's very clear. Um the Lakers have moved on for better or for worse. Um does Dennis sign somewhere and doesn't allow the Lakers to recoup anything? That would really suck. Mm-hmm. I honestly think he needs to be signed and trade somewhere so then you can get a couple smaller contracts back. Well, here's the thing with the Lakers. The Lakers don't have to take the full value of his contract back. Um, It in uh, in, well could be in some cases, maybe not. Um, But I mean, if you could get some cheaper guys or, you know, like two players back or three players back, I mean, like say like a, a failed prospect, that you think that you can develop and you know a rotation guy or two like i i would totally be on board with that so i i've been looking around uh the rosters and stuff uh mm-hmm. the teams that are, that are rumored to be interested in him were the raptors the bulls the heat and the knicks um i looked at all four of those teams are a ton of guys who like, they all have money because they, they don't have a lot of people on the roster right now um, someone there, there's a couple that are interesting. Um, on the Bulls, Tomas Sadaransky was an That's interesting boy. one. He, he makes 11 mil. 
Um, if you don't get Rudy Gay, Thad Young is also on the Bulls. He could be an interesting one. Um, the other three teams don't just don't have guys. They're all prospects or guys that I don't really want. Yeah, like uh, Toronto's Toronto's not giving you Gary Trent Jr. Or, yeah, for Dennis, and I think it, I think he's a restricted free agent anyway, yeah. so it would have to be a sign and trade. So then it'd hard cap you, and then you're you're absolutely screwed. Then you point. have um, there was another one that was sort of interesting. Then they aren't rumored to be interested in Dennis, but um, the Pacers. I don't. Um, Jeremy Lamb will be something he actually shot the ball really well last year i didn't know he did in like 40 games he shot over 40 percent from three uh on like four attempts a game um he, he makes about 11 12 mil uh tj warren's about the same but he i don't think they trained tj warren i think they like him a lot uh in indiana but outside of that there's, there's not a ton of guys that i love or who make anything close to what you would be giving dennis to yeah and the, the next just the next just don't have i mean the, they have the, a ton of salary caps so like they don't have to trade and Miami, what are you getting? You're not. Yeah, you're you, probably, you're, they're probably. They're not going to send you Precious Achua. They're not going to send you Tyler Hero. They're. They're not giving you. Uh, uh, Dragic. They're not giving you Dragic. Yeah, they're not. Well, Dragic. They might because he made 18 mil. Yeah. this year he's he's, he's a. But it's. But they'd it's rather a, just keep Dragic. option. Yeah. Maybe I mean. Like Maybe who's paying Dennis? Who's paying Dennis Schroeder twenty million dollars? Like that's where I can't wrap my head. The Mavericks are someone I kind of looked at too because they but have a, the money. Yeah, that one. Six, that one I've seen. A, he's a small guard, though. You know what I mean? Like a small yeah. guard. Get. I mean, he's a good defender in my opinion, but I mean, yeah, no, just, I agree. When you get to the playoffs, it gets tough. I just no. know who's paying him twenty-five million dollars. Like I feel like no, the Bulls are linked. The Bulls are linked to Lonzo. Um, other other guys just aren't New York. Why would they pay Dennis Schroeder twenty million dollars for? Well, and then minutes? then if they can get him for sixteen, eighteen, then they just sign him outright. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's and, and they're not giving you a manual quickly. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna they're give not, you. They're not give you Quentin Grimes, who they just who they just drafted. Yeah, they're not, they're not gonna give you anyone else. And then like obviously RJ Bear or whoever, like they're not, they're not giving you any of those no. guys. Uh, so I mean, I mean, Dallas is looking for a point guard. Maybe they strike out on all of the guys who are out there, and they kind of panic and go with. They do. They do need him. to improve, and but they're the only guy on that roster that I like. like Dwight Powell would be interesting as a five. Um, if you don't get Dwight Howard, Maxi Kleba, I think they, they value him too much. They value both to of trade them trade him much. I mean, and they're they're Dwight, gonna have to no because they barely played him him against the Clippers. Like barely. They, they, it, yeah, well, they, he, they, he killed the Clippers, but they barely yeah. played him. They they like him though they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have guys that I like. Tyler Bate would be super fun. Tyrell Terry would be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so like doing doing those two and then taking a, a contract back would be would be cool. But I don't know. Well, the only other contract the only other contract they have outside of Kleba and Powell is Porzingis. Oh yeah, and no, I'm not taking that back at all. Like no. that's. But you can't. There you can't. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean that that contract is ugly. Like they're stuck with him. Like yeah. they should have. They should have never, never given him that extension. So. I, I mean, outside of those teams, I just don't really see a bunch of teams that like you're, you're. You kind of. I think the Bulls. Well, if they don't get Lonzo, makes sense because of Billy Donovan. Um, yeah, I mean they. Yeah. And then just getting like a Sadaramski who is a solid player you can put on the wing. Oh, I like uh, or so, 
that would be the, the best sort of option you have. But those, uh, those other teams, they, they have like guys already. So, or they have guys in line that they can, that, that, that they are trying to get maybe the Pels, but they wouldn't trade with Dennis. Yeah. They, they wouldn't trade with the Lakers, no. but they, they struck out on Kyle yeah. Lowry. I mean, I go back to the jazz and somehow Conley leaves them somehow. Yeah. Maybe I mean, you can get Joe Ingles from them <laughs> for for Dennis. I mean, that'd be that'd be great. Um, Conley is rumored New York. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the the Jazz only want to give Conley three and seventy five. I don't think that gets him. I think he wants three and the Kyle Lowry three and ninety. Um, <laughs> that dude has made so much money in his yeah, career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's perennially. Per, I said that wrong, but I tongue-tied at the moment um <laughs> always underrated he lashed not not this past season but the season before he was bad but yeah this this year he, he was, was really good yeah, this year yeah. was really good um and i'm i'm just gonna say the uh the tinfoil hat theory of of making the russ west you know russ westbrook goodness talk um <laughs> A three-way deal with Sacramento—that's not they, happening. They just dropped the Davion Mitchell, the Wizards. Yeah. They don't—they want Spencer Dinwiddie. Well, it—it it would it, in this three-way. It would—it would be Kuzma and Trez to Sacramento, like they originally wanted. Buddy Heal to the Lakers, and then Schroeder to well, Washington because they in KCP because they need a point guard now. Um, no, I know, but I'm saying they want Spencer Dinwiddie, though. They, they? They're trying to get Dinwiddie, yeah. Well, yeah. Yuck. I'm sorry. I don't like – I don't understand the the like for Dinwiddie. Hey, but the Clippers need a point guard? <laughs> I mean, they have, they have players that I like, but they, they're not – those two teams aren't dealing, obviously. No. Um, <laughs> Unless it's for Zubats. Yeah, <laughs> Um. So yeah, it's they they need they, the Lakers kind of honestly need Dennis and a sign and trade. Um, some some other wings that we could talk about: um, Orlando Porter or uh, Orlando Otto Porter, Porter Jr. Um, I've always loved him, but he's never healthy, and he seems out of shape probably because he's never healthy. Um, so like, I don't really know if I trust giving him the taxpayer mid-level um reggie bullock i'm i'm totally off the reggie bullock experience i mean did, did that dude i don't think that dude shot 20 percent in staples center like and this is he also played two years with the clippers so i mean like i just have no idea if he can play there um to, to, tony snell would be interesting i mean yeah. at the very least he's gonna give yeah. you cardio minutes i mean we all we all know that famous line of 28 minutes and zero stats period hey um, man he, he had a 50 50 100 this year <laughs> for, for the oh, whole yeah, season he did. yeah he didn't miss a free throw this year I don't he missed a free throw he shot more 50 percent from three and he shot 50 percent from the field did he take two free throws he sounded like he barely, he took barely just yeah. enough to like qualify or something yeah, I think. yeah. um but, but he, he's also an okay defender, too. Yeah, I mean, on a minimum, he, it's not like he'd be bad. Um, no. We've already talked about Rudy Gay, Mello, DeMar DeRozan. Um, I've, I've heard Patty. And the name. Patty. Patty on a, on a taxpayer mid-level would be really, really good. 
I just I, I, I think that would be bad news for Caruso if that happened. I think yeah. that would spell that he's gone. And and Caruso's is more valuable than Patty Mills. One hundred percent. So I agree. Um I don't unless know. You're, unless you're gonna start Patty Mills next to Russell Westbrook, which is this a not good no. team building. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean you could start Caruso. You could. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be mm-hmm. interesting. I think that's um, in play too. You could start Caruso, like that could really happen. <laughs> Um, if they don't get they don't get another guard. Yeah, I mean, um, so. didn't Caruso start in the finals games? So I yeah, mean, like he he could do it. I I I think they like him off the bench, but I think he's a guy that he, he would fit there. I think he would just it would it would work. Yeah. Um, yeah. W- was there anything else for free agency or anything that you guys wanted to talk about? I know that we wanted to discuss some of the the drafts stuff yeah we're going to talk about the 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 guys they got after but those are really just the names that we've heard um there's there's other guys that are interesting but i think we just got to wait until monday yeah um the so i will go down this will be my final negative of the of the westbrook trade i will say that they did not have to give up 22. I don't see first off, I don't see anyone going after Russell Westbrook this year. I mean, he essentially demanded a trade to LA. So like mm-hmm. the Lakers bid against themselves. They didn't have to give up twenty two. It didn't have any cat purposes or anything like that. As Eric Pinka said with Allen on his Lakers side chat podcast, with those three contracts, they were able to get to any salary. They didn't have to include twenty two. And the fact that there were so many guys at twenty two that I just loved just makes me really angry or you could have traded back i mean shoot you want a backup point guard even though like aaron holiday hasn't been very good that pick ended up going to indiana for aaron holiday and the number 31 yeah that 31st that yeah that no it was 30 31 i think um 30 30 was the utah jazz um so, which ended up trading it to Memphis, who then used it on like a guy that played in essentially a Division two school. It was weird, um, <laughs> but I mean, have at it. Um, that that is that was just awful, awful asset management right there. Um, I don't understand why they gave up twenty two. I mean. If if that was really the breaking point, then literally we have heard from I don't know how many people Buddy Healed was was available for Trez and Kuz. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I understand like you're only adding KCP on there, and people say number twenty two isn't going to play. There are a lot of guys there that I think could give the Lakers ten to twelve minutes at minimum there. I mean, Usman Garuba, who went pick 23, is is a ridiculous defensive guy. And I know the Lakers liked him 100%. I mean, Merge and I at least know that 100% that they liked him. Um, their European scout loved him, but whatever. Um, them not buying a pick in the 20 or in the in the second round annoyed me or not using those picks that they those second round picks the 2024 and 2028 
I would have just used him. There were guys in the second round that I thought were first round talents. Um, Hold on, that, before we move move on real fast, Zach Lowe pretty much confirmed the the Wizards and Kings don't want Dennis. Yeah, just to, just to confirm that. Just just <laughs> um, now. Yeah, he he just uh, had a new article about the about the rust trade. Yeah, so count that out, guys. I've once once they the the king or the wizards traded number twenty two, that was dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, all right. So I there were there were guys at twenty two that I really liked. There were guys in the second round that I really liked, but. The Lakers did have a bit of a, a, a well, a really nice undrafted free agents uh, period. Um, they got Joel Ayai, as we've brought him up, uh, shooting guard from Gonzaga, 6'5". Um, can't remember the wingspan, but really good off-ball shooter. Um, like I said, I honestly would just give him a roster spot flat out, like, I wouldn't even bother with a two way. He can he can play now, in my opinion. I had him as a late first rounder, um, maybe early second, but I I would have been totally. I I would have liked a six him eight wingspan, by the way, which isn't terrible for a two guard. Um, I I wouldn't have necessarily wanted to use twenty two on him, but I also wouldn't have been like completely and utterly livid. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would understand he's a really good off-ball shooter. I mean, he only shot like 39% from three, but I heard somewhere that like just just like off of some movement threes, he was like 45 or 47%, like just a good shooter. So um, really, really like that signing. Austin Reeves, the uh, guard from... Uh, Oklahoma, who was previously at Wichita State, really, really fun, ridiculous free throw shooting or free throw rate at Oklahoma. Um, but when he was at Wichita State, he was more of a three point shooter. Really funny. Um, if anyone isn't following at Canyon Driver, Mike Garcia, um, and follow reading his Substack, um, he talked about about. Austin Reeves, how the first two years he was more of a spot up guy and you know off ball guy, and then when he went to Oklahoma, completely flipped roles and was just a monster attacking the rim and pull up. He has a pull up game, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. So, um, and then final guy that I think is worth talking about um, on an Exhibit Ten deal, uh, Shondi Brown from Michigan, six six wing. Um, decent wingspan. I think it's, I saw it was 6'10 or 6'11. I don't think it's quite seven foot. Um, good shooter. Um, Draft Express had him number 60 on their top 100 prospect board. So, um, while I don't think I would have him on the roster, like I would have II, I would be totally fine putting II on the, on the roster and then giving the other two way to Shondi. Yeah. So. He, he's a guy that, he, uh, if you saw, he, he had an interview, I think it was like, Jalen and Jacoby, I was on Twitter um, that he models his game after PJ Tucker and Jay Crowder, yeah. and yeah. that's the type of guy that like uh, that, that's how you you make you make your own sort of role and look at those sort of role player guys, uh, and you know go off of that. He's a good shooter. I think historically yeah. he's been a good free throw shooter. He was a really good three point shooter this year. Um, it's he like forty two percent this year, I think. Yeah, and, and he's really only like a six man for uh, for Michigan, so he didn't get a ton of like opportunity shooting the ball. Um, he doesn't really have a ton of upside, but 
he can be a guy that I could definitely see having a, a role as like a bench guy down the line. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a chiseled as as uh, Jonathan Gavoni said, a chiseled six six. Like he is definitely physically developed. Um, I could I could totally see him in a year or two being on a roster somewhere, and I think he does he does play good defense. Watching a little bit of him, um, he's he is definitely interesting. And if you can get him on a two way, that's ridiculously cheap too. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he'll probably be on South Bay. Uh, is my guess. He's, he's going to be on the training camp along with uh, Mac McClung. We don't have to talk about McClung, but I think he, he'll also be on the training camp. Um, and the so summer league team is kind of – they have a lot of a lot of guards on the summer, yeah. on the summer league team. It's a yeah. lot of guards and and point guards. Yeah. I think Devontae Kaycock is going to be back in the summer yeah. league to, to be a five. Uh, yeah. I'm he'll, he'll just be a South Bay Laker. At some point, Kaycock again. Yeah. Um, they brought in Syracuse forward Alan Griffin. I know some people thought that he probably should have been drafted. Um, I don't know if he can play a five. I think he's more of a four. They brought on the um, Emiliano Churchia. I've actually never heard of him. Um, said that Jordan Floyd is getting a summer league invite. Um Played in Italy, played, put up some good numbers there. 23.7 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, and 5.3 assists. So kind of interesting. Um, they brought some shooters there like um, Fudge. What's his name? Dakota Mathias. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. Um, and then a, a big man, Romar, Romario Gill. That was reported by Adam Zagoria. Um It'll it'll be fun. I think the South Bay uh, the South Bay Lakers should have some decent talent. Did, did um, you mention Alan Griffin as well? I, I don't know if I yeah, missed you yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I will say, unfortunately for our friend Nas, who loves Mac McClung, he's he's liked him <laughs> for like three or four years. Um, <laughs> McClung isn't an NBA player, but he is he is going to be fun in Looks summer fun. league. Looks oh, like a lot of fun. Oh my goodness! Yes, he is. He is. He's not an NBA player, in my opinion. I mean, maybe, maybe end of roster. Um, but yeah, that, that he can jump and he can shoot a little bit. Um, not really, not really a defender at all. But yeah, no. Austin Reeves is going to catch him on a lob one of these. Oh my god! Games. Oh. And it's and and whatever <laughs> arena that they're playing in in Vegas is going to go bonkers because it's it's i mean because McClung isn't like some big guy he's like 6364 but he can get up so it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be fun it's going to be fun when does summer league start does anyone know i think the lakers do the, the sacramento one first pretty sure they do yeah i think they do yeah i think yeah. the ones in like august 9th or something like that i think it starts oh uh, i find it real fast yeah Oh, thank you. You look it up, Ben. Um, you guys think II is like the most likely to get a rotation kind of spot? With the, yeah. Oh, yeah. on yeah. the team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Prob- yeah, because I was watching some. I don't follow college, but just watching his play for Gonzaga, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just watching him. He, he seems like a guy who's really good, um, comfortable coming off screens, comfortable shooting, uh, shooting off movement. Um, those guys are gonna have wide open shots, man. When you have a paint that's gonna be packed the way it is, I think it just opens the door for guys like that to make the team. 
And uh, that's why they decided not to get drafted, I guess, was a report as well. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah. They have a shot. All these dudes do. Austin Reeves as well. I, like, I could, August 3rd August, and August 4th. August 3rd August 4th. Uh, Sacramento. That's the Sacramento, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento. Okay. I could, I could, like I said, Reeves, I could. Reeves has I, some upside, I think. Yeah. I, think I legitimately think both of the two way guys could end up getting roster spots. And maybe they won't give it because they want, you know, bets there. But. I mean, this this team, uh, our, our buddy Derek Parks uh, at D Parks twenty four set was talking. You know, if you're adding like Rudy Gay and Carmelo and you know Markeith and all that, you're very quickly looking at the oldest roster in the NBA. Yeah, um, yeah. You and I mean Russ Russ is thirty two, gonna be thirty three in November. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of need some youth there. Now, obviously, I know that's usually what the two ways are for. But I think it just continuing to bring in guys. I mean, we mentioned a guy like Malik Monk would be interesting. Um, I, well, I'm sure we will have another podcast talking about stuff like that. Um, I know we've had flyer podcasts in the past. Um, but I really think that they're going to need to do some diving. I mean, because those flyers are usually cheap. And when you have three guys making 40 plus million a year um you kind of need some super cheap guys and i think i think you're seeing that already with the talent they've gotten on the summer league no for sure yeah. i and and i that it makes me happy i mean honestly getting AI makes up some for not i'm not going to say it makes up for 22 at all um but n- not the second round guys i mean because i mean seriously they're this this draft was incredibly deep not just at it was ridiculous at the top with those top three guys but there was a lot of depth and i mean i i mean um sam vicini i think said that there was like 50 guys that he had that could be on rosters i mean that that got drafted like on rosters that's that means like 20 second round picks are going to be on a roster and honestly i think that's the case and i think a couple undrafted guys will be on rosters mm-hmm. so i mean where, where did you have ii and those guys like if like in your kind of board like where did you guys have the those guys going i i early early, early second for ai uh, i had i had late 40. i'd like late first early early second i mean i think that 25 to to 35 range is kind of where I had him. Um, and that's why I said, like, I wouldn't have been that mad if he had been, say, the pick at 22. Um, but, I mean, now you have him cheaper as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I mean, I really, I really, really like that pickup. Mm-hmm. I I hope that they don't pull, like, a Zach Norvell. Yeah. Like they did a couple years ago. Um, I, I actually think that Reeves might have a bit more upside than uh than II because I think II is very solid and his floor is extremely high. Um yeah. but I think Reeves has some legit like ball skills that he that he that you could not that he's gonna be some whatever, you know, but I think in terms of this purely upside, I think Reeves has that a little more because he has done both the off ball and the on ball stuff in college. Yeah, so he's he's pretty versatile. I mean yeah. being six four, six five, I think. Six um, no, six 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 six. Is Reeves six six? Oh man. Um, but I mean, and he was, he was, and he was a ball handler at Oklahoma, like we said, and 
a high free throw rate and he yeah so yeah so i mean like he and he's shown the possibility of shooting just oklahoma's is just not good this year so for the mm-hmm. past two really since i mean really since trey left but um yeah. so i i mean i'm not I, I don't know if i necessarily think reeves could be like a, a true backup point guard um but yeah, i mean he's more of a secondary guy but yeah but i mean like I, I think that he could be like an 11 or 12 man potentially if things go right. But I mean, luckily you have a guy like Phil Handy and I, you don't want to like just only, and well, and Fisdale's done well developing guys as well. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, Frank Vogel was the head coach when the Pacers developed Paul George. So mm-hmm. you just, you just hope that, or for me, <laughs> I just, I just hope that it's just not a roster full of old vets that you're like, oh, but we can trust them. I mean, not if they're hijacking the offense and injured because they're old, right? So, um, I think, I think that is pretty much wraps it up. I know that uh, that that Raj wants to get get going. He's in his look. I mean, look at it. Look at you, Raj. <laughs> And a, and a and a button up and everything. Look at you. Um, but but Raj, um, you got anything going on? I know that you have your own podcast. The name. I'm sorry, I had it. State of the Lakers. Pod. Thank yeah. you. Yes, State of the Lakers pod. Um, hopefully, do some more writing and stuff for Lakers outsiders. And yeah, I appreciate coming back on here. I got to clear my name as well. Um, <laughs> Although uh, I'm sure on the next one something will come up, so I'll make sure to keep tuning. In. Uh, I mean, with with Allen and Nas, you, you never know. If Nas is on the next one, you're here, you're hearing Clipper Raj in the first five oh, minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't even know if it lasts five minutes. <laughs> oh, um, merge anything that you want to end with? Um, no, not really. Just what free agency is starts tomorrow? No, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Monday at three Pacific, right? Yeah, but it already yeah. technically it probably already started. So there, there's probably contracts that that are just like has a big X on it, waiting for someone to sign it. <laughs> yep, I agree. But, but we'll see what happens. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how the team is filled out. Hopefully, we get a bunch of shooters, guys that are really gay. I ideally would help, and please bring back Alex Caruso and THT, please. Yeah. Um. Sorry, Raj. Did you have any final thoughts? I think that's it. I think it's like uh, the THT and Caruso point. I think that's our young core now. Like I, yeah. think that's, I know they're not signed yet, but like it's funny to look at what's happened. Um, Kuz, Ingram, Lonzo, Randall, all those dudes are gone. So it's like this new wave. It's Caruso and THT is basically young guys with a Caruso, bunch of old vets. Caruso is the only player left from that Las, Las Vegas championship team. Yeah, yeah. All, only one left. <laughs> oh, man. And he's like, what, 26 now? Yeah. 26, 27. He was Kuz's age, I think, around Kuz's age. Goodness. It's, it's crazy. I mean, THT is literally the only guy that is, like... Under really, 25. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. He's, a, he's the longest-tenured Laker, right, if he resigns? Caruso, if he resigns, yeah. he'll be the longest-tenured Laker. That's an insane... That's an insane thing to say. Oh, a, a, title, a, a title that is deserved, in my opinion. Yeah, very much so. Yes, I agree. So, um, all right. 
everyone you can follow merge at merge 1998 again thank you raj for for joining us you can follow raj at unwritten rules with the e and rules as the number three um you can follow me at lakers 1949 thank you for putting up with my nonsense i hope i didn't go too overboard I know that I've been a pain <laughs> on Twitter, but you're gonna no. get the uh, you're gonna get the Kendrick Perkins comparison to get it in the reviews. <laughs> Whatever. Honestly, I mean, honestly, you're where everyone was t- last week. Like that's exactly where everyone was last week. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not and you. I, and I and I just I'm the I am the eternal pessimist. So <laughs> um, so like my mind does not change quickly. So. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. Go ahead, rate and review. You can find our podcast literally anywhere and everywhere. Um, go follow uh, at the Under the Bus, um, our Twitter account with Nas just going completely and utterly bonkers. But but, <laughs> but as as I had a conversation with someone, Nas is our asshole, and so we love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I just can't can't respond to some of the things he tweets me, but uh, you know, I see them. I see them. I just I just can't respond to some of them. Just, yeah. Nas is yeah. Not, I see them. I just I can't respond to some of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I I know. I know. So uh, we love you, Nas. You like I said, you are our asshole. Um but yeah, thank you all for listening. <laughs> Have a good one. Have a uh great weekend. Summer league coming up, free agency as well. So let's let's see how the rest of this team fills out. Thank you all and uh have a good one. Peace. Bye. <laughs>